It's All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence. We're continuing our off-the-road interview series and grateful to welcome back a rock legend who joined us early this year to discuss his remarkable memoir, Do You Feel Like I Do? And now is back to share stories connecting to his new album of instrumental covers. We're hearing one of them now, his cover of Sly and the Family Stones, If You Want Me to Stay, which you can find on Frampton Forgets the Words, as in Peter Frampton, who was a man of his word when he told us in January he'd come back to talk about the new album when it was out. And Peter Frampton returns now to do just that. You're on Off the Road. How are you? I'm good, brother. Thank you for asking. How about you? Good, thank you. A huge aloha, a bunch of gentle, socially distanced hugs and high fives, and a big mahalo. Welcome back, Peter, my brother. Thank you so much. It's good to good to talk to you again. Frampton Forgets the Words really reminds me that the whole finale tour that you had done was uh, brought about by your diagnosis with inclusion, body, myositis, IBM, and then halted due to the pandemic. So most importantly, how are you feeling these days and what's the latest on that tour concluding? Um, Well, I can't really give you a definite if we will be continuing. You know, I feel good. Uh, Unfortunately, the IBM has progressed. So it is starting to change the way I play a little bit. So that's disturbing, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I'm just hoping that it doesn't get to the point where I, I can't play within the near future. So hopefully we will be able to schedule going around the world and saying goodbye to everybody, not just America and Canada, Europe. And, you know, hopefully we come to you and then South America and maybe Japan and Australia. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how we go. I get it. Sending you lots and yeah. lots of positive energy. Thank you. <laughs> you're very, very welcome. And uh, you're still there in Nashville. And uh, congrats on the record. You know, listening to this thing, Peter, is wild. Because for fans, uh, Frampton Forgets the Words is instrumental covers record. And a lot of those songs people may know. But as you always do when you cover stuff, you add these new twists and both they're instrumental. So that adds something. And then your own tasty arrangements. And I was thinking of the very first tune on the, the record, Sly Stone's 1973 hit, If You Want Me to Stay. Over the years, you have any personal encounters with Sly? Yes, he um, he called me up in like 77. <sighs> I was with a friend of his, and so we hooked up that way. He called me up and asked me to come and play on a track. I went to the studio, the record plant in Sausalito. I spent the day uh, playing guitar on a track, and then after the track was done... I'm in the control room and uh, I see a bass and I knew that Sly had written that bass line. Uh, It wasn't um, Larry Graham. And I said, uh, can you play that bass line for me? (laughs) (laughs) And he said, oh, yeah, man. So he he started playing it. So I plugged my guitar in and we jammed on it for quite a while. And it was one of the most fun times I've had. And the bass sounded exactly like the record. How funny about that? (laughs) (laughs) And it's cool because there's so many genres. I mean, from Sly Stone and and the funk in the early 70s, you've got this lush cover of Radiohead's Reckoner. And is there a story of any kind of personal connection to Tom York or anyone in the band? And have they offered feedback? Similarly, any of these songs, because you think about them and you think, wow, I wonder what these people think with a guy like Peter doing this kind of version of their tune. Yeah, I've heard that if you don't hear from Tom and Johnny Greenwood, it's okay. <laughs> but, so I have not heard from anybody um, wow. about any of the tracks. Okay. So they either hate them 
or they're okay with them, but they don't want to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Another one is the, the isn't it a pity? Now, here, here's a cat, George Harrison, huge connections to you. Uh, some of these covers, less of a surprise, but it made me think you had previously told me that you had sort of lost touch with George after you moved to America. Tell us yes. the story of the last time that you recall talking to him. Well, I remember um, he lent us for Wind of Change, my first studio record that I started pretty much right after All Things Must Pass was done. He lent me a whole bunch of acoustics. He just sent them to the studio, which was great. <laughs> but I would go down to uh, with my wife at the time, Mary, and hang out with um, George and Patty at Friar Park. So, yeah, he was a, a very good friend to me, and I really feel bad because of me being in America and him being in England, we lost touch, so. That was the last time that you saw him around then? Yes. Wow, that's interesting how these cats populate different pockets of your life. And another musician associated with you uh, is covered on here, Stevie Wonder, I don't know why. Now this has this tasty Fender Rhodes sounding keyboard behind your uh, soaring guitar, builds to this ferocious emotional climax not that many years back at the 2014 Grammy Beatles tribute, you end up playing guitar, backing a lot of people, including Stevie Wonder with Paul McCartney sitting there watching you do We Can Work It Out. (laughs) Any cool stories about that night? Yeah, there is a very cool story because I couldn't stop smiling. I had this smile that went from (laughs) ear to ear, uh, me and Lukather. Steve Lukather got me the job, which was wonderful of him, dear friend. Anyway, I look at the list of people we're going to be playing with. It just boggled my mind. But I knew the one that was going to blow me away was seeing Stevie again, which was great. And at the rehearsal, he comes out and the road manager setting up the clavinet and putting the distortion pedal on, on top and the tech set it. And then Stevie messed with it until it sounded exactly like the record. <laughs> So we rehearsed it, and my job is the chunks, you know, the offbeat chunks, which are prevalent on every Motown room. Chink, ding, chunk, ding, right. chink. You know, like that on the offbeat? Yeah, yeah. And so those were the most enjoyable offbeat Motown chunks I've ever done. <laughs> but then we come to the show, and he comes out, and he does it once. It's phenomenal. But I did notice at the very beginning... He did one little flub on the clavinet on the intro. And I was going, oh, thank God, Stevie Wonder makes mistakes too. So, <laughs> but the crowd went nuts at the end of the first take. When the people died down, he just said, Mr. Director, can I do it again? And everybody went, yeah. <laughs> so we did it again. And of course, it was better. He was even better the second time. So, oh, my God. That was amazing to be able to play with him. Again on uh, Frampton Forgets the Words, covering David Bowie's Loving the Alien. Similar to Stevie, this is a cat that, I mean, obviously even deeper because it goes all the way back to when you were a child, as you told us before. It connects to your father and your parents. It's a guy that you had so many experiences with. Like, I don't think a whole lot of people, Peter, who are listening or, or in general have ever had this experience with someone they're close to. You guys once went down an airplane emergency slide together, correct? (laughs) <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, it was, um, I forget exactly what country we were in. Uh, it didn't matter. We were on a plane every day. <laughs> but um, 
This one was not our plane. Uh, we were using a different plane for this one trip. And uh, I don't know whether you know, notice, especially in, in Hawaii, sometimes I'm sure when they put the air conditioning on on the ground, sometimes condensation comes out. It's not smoke, it's condensation. Yeah. And I could see this coming out. And Dave's not a good flyer. He wasn't a, <laughs> he wasn't a, uh, that wasn't a favorite thing of his. <laughs> and um, all of a sudden, him and Coco, who was his uh, manager assistant, and him, as soon as they saw this condensation, they started saying, fire, fire, smoke, smoke, whatever it was. I can't remember. Smoke, smoke. And uh, so we're taxiing, uh, getting ready to take off. And Coco ran for the, um, the back door, the emergency exit. And then I see the stewardess. Sorry, flight attendant. That dates me. Um, <laughs> the flight attendant running after her and say, "Don't open that!" Because we were pressurized already, and uh, so she stopped her. Then the pilot stopped the plane. It was a seven twenty-seven. So uh, in those days, they just pulled a lever, and the the back end of the tail just fell off, and there was a slide that came out straight away. And I'm sitting in a seat towards the back and Dave comes down the, the aisle and just grabs me. He said, come on, Peter, let's go. He grabs me and throws me down the slide, <laughs> but he got me out of there before himself. So, you know, that's, that's the sort of relationship we had, which was great. It's like an older brother. And here's his cover of David Bowie's Loving the Alien, featured on Frampton Forgets the Words. And tomorrow we'll conclude Peter Frampton's return to Off the Road. Find this in the complete series at hawaiipublicradio.org. Look for it on our HPR app and subscribe to the latest episodes on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. I'm Dave Lawrence. <laughs>